0: Uh, Chris Setti of the EDC is in And uh, Oh, by the way, sound, sound the horns The trumpets, sound them Here we go Because I was afraid
1: I wasn't going to get the horns because I heard Dave Johnson yeah, get the horns. He got the thought, horns. Yeah.
0: You get the horns because you made it in. You get a very special oh. caramel sea salt Greg and Dan chocolate. Thank you very much. And there you go. That's for making. it I can it verify
1: up. this is a real piece of chocolate. This oh, isn't it just is just some sort of radio gag. Oh no, it's
0: very good. Dave loved it. So. Don't bite into it. No, Don't I'm going to wait until after the interview because <laughs> yes. I m-
1: might. Uh, although some might wish that it would uh,
0: shut my mouth. Uh, a, a piece <laughs> of caramel, but you know uh, we had a uh, last week, we had a very interesting question. Uh, manufacturing growth in America is at a high and manufacturing investment in municipalities and developing land for new manufacturing is at a, a recent high. And we talked about the fact that um, there's so many factors that go in. Do you have the right infrastructure? Right. Is it next to a, a highway? Uh, is the workforce built for what they may need? Uh, will, will someone move a plant or even open up a smaller plant, which a lot of people are doing? You're, you're always working throughout Central Illinois to get that in. And we're talking about the extension of Pioneer Parkway. Once you get that and the utilities in, that may open yep. up for a lot of people to go. If it's ready to go, we may move in there. Of course, Mount Jim is, uh, that was a great investment, them moving uh, across the street and into that area. But what's been underdeveloped somewhat quietly is on Galena Road, Route 29, north of Gardner Lane, kind of where natural fiber welding is. Is a huge project that you're trying to develop. Yeah,
1: so the the city of Peoria actually was the lead on this. There's, um, I, I don't think when you drive by that there's kind of that row of of buildings there. There's yes. a cabinet maker and yeah. a, a, and natural fiber welding. Let's call them that kind of the anchor of that area. But all behind there is mm-hmm. some land that's actually owned by Illinois American Water. Yeah, um, and it's it's um, open. I, I, I call open field. Uh, I don't even think I don't know that it's farmed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it's uh, about 50 acres. And unlike some of the other things that we were talking about where we were talking about kind of more heavy manufacturing, this would be more for like um light manufacturing, assembly sort of things or even research and development. Mm-hmm. Uh so when we we used the phrase it, or the phrase might be used industrial park and that could give off a uh, um some vibes of smokestacks and right. and uh but not all industrial you know parks are the same uh, and, and so this is an opportunity that the city is is looking at to develop uh, I, the way we've been talking about it uh is more of a green industrial park uh a a um an industrial park uh, that would kind of find tenants that are like natural fiber welding right that are in that sustainable economy um and you know so it's it wouldn't be eyesores. it would be uh, and actually the, the kind of the one picture uh, that is on the uh, was in the journal star, uh, kind of this concept developed by Farnsworth group. Uh, you know, very attractive looking, right. You yeah. know, space, but almost one of those...
0: neighborhood industrial type, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, that's really what Southtown is. If you, yeah. you know, Southtown's an industrial park. Yeah. Or, you know, it used to be, it used to be, you know, a, a, a residential neighborhood. But those are the kinds of buildings that you know you would be talking about, like mm-hmm. what we see in in the Southtown area. Uh, but the first step of that is to create a TIF, uh, tax increment financing district. That kind of allows for um, the the city, uh, and I and I think. You know, you asked, is, is that actually in the city of Peoria? But yeah. in fact, it is. It's yeah. uh, you, you kind of pass the Peoria Heights at that point. It's well, in the... I,
0: I know where Peoria <laughs> Heights starts because that's where they start giving tickets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it is uh, it is in the city of Peoria. Uh, it's actually in the uh, Peoria Heights School District. Uh, you know, ironically enough. Uh, but um, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that moving forward. I think there's some really good opportunities both with natural fiber welding as they look to expand, uh, and and then you know it'll be on us at the EDC to try to find other potential users for that space. But I love to have something to market, uh, and so whether it's the Pioneer Park Industrial, uh, you know, area. Or or this new uh, you know this new area that gives me something to go out and talk to the rest of the world about and helps
0: eventually expand the tax base
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so you talked about nat- natural fiber welding let's talk about the green movement climate change because like it or not it's coming we've got a lot of uh, it's very interesting and uh, uh, we have along 29 a big solar field by Alwin's or solar natural fiber welding is into a more natural uh, uh materials that whole industry is changing absolutely it's from the restrictions that uh, companies may face one building but to a whole area of green that is going to be the future that's where municipalities and the future is correct?
1: Right I think you know uh, the world's energy policies um, and just the reality of things and I'm not I don't I'm not going to debate climate change here or, or, right. or any of those things but, but it's where but it's going. It is right the, you you can't ignore the economic impacts of 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 both policy um, and other uh, other constraints and other opportunities and and we're seeing how our companies are are being able to respond to that mm-hmm. uh, so and I, and I put it in a couple of both kind of carrots and sticks right so there's a lot of incentive um, I'm actually heading to Milwaukee tomorrow morning to go to a two day conference on the importance of the Inflation Reduction Act which is uh, has a lot of energy. Uh, incentives and policies in it and what economic development people need to know about the IRA uh, in order to help businesses uh, navigate all of the different incentives and requirements that are involved with that. But as we move towards, uh, as, a, as a world, a more you know, carbon-free or carbon-neutral uh, there are opportunities with that, um, and so natural fiber welding is one of those companies that's taking advantage of um, of a movement around plastics, right, uh, and, and, and people wanting to get, you know, having less plastic. That's what that Miram really is, is an alternative to plastic alternatives to leather. Um, but we, we see this all the time now that, you know, um, we are seeing increased interest in America, uh, in foreign companies wanting to locate in the United States, especially from Central and Northern Europe, because the stability of our energy grid uh, as compared to like the German energy grid, which is very much destabilized, kind of destabilized by the Ukrainian war, uh, Ukrainian-Russian war, um, prices much higher and unstable. Uh, and in- Here in the United States, uh, we actually have a very reliable other than Texas, which is evidently a really terrible energy grid for being Texas, but that's okay. We're in Illinois. We have a very stable energy grid here, um, and relatively cheap electricity. That then also becomes important. the investments the, uh, in solar energy, in wind energy, in uh, modular nuclear energy, which may be coming in the next uh, within the and next should ten be. years, yeah, um, we have a lot of opportunities here in Central Illinois, in particular in in the Peoria area, to take advantage of th- of that. Um, I'm there's there's some really big solar projects that are kind of on their way, um, and we need to embrace that to a certain because, like you said, it's not going away. You know, it's
0: Uh, Well, there's a local business that has solar, okay? They took an area, made the investment. And their energy costs went down about ninety ninety five percent.
1: Right. Oh, it, it, yes. It, they, I mean, solar works. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, for sure. If
0: it if it's done right. If it's yeah.
1: if it's done right, and we we're starting to see the adoption of solar uh, panels and solar energy, um, you know, uh, battery storage technology. So, how do we as a region uh, embrace that? Right. You know,
0: and, and the thing is, you could sit here and talk and have opinions about climate change, whether it's real, whether it's not. But the government has given incentives to green energy. That's the game. Internationally, it's more emphasized even than here. So you just got to take advantage of it. Exactly.
1: I had a question that was asked of me by a corporation, a foreign corporation, uh, through what is called this RFI, site selection process. I don't know who the company is. It's pretty... Right. These things are very anonymous, but we get these requests. And one of the questions that I had to answer was, what is the closest source of energy? Um, we would prefer to have a higher rate of renewable energy powering our plant. And that is, you know, whether, whether we want to talk about, um, you know, climate goals or ESG or some of these other th- factors that are in play, companies want to be able to say that their product is made with, um, you know, low carbon emission energy. Uh, and, and, and there are people, and especially younger generation, that are starting to look towards that in well, terms of their purchasing as well. Yes, so it all, they're purchasing it right.
0: and also on the stock market investing in it. Correct. Absolutely. Whether the government wants, uh, is forcing, it, you think, while they're forcing us and everyone to follow these ESG rules, uh, uh, voluntarily, Generation Z, Gen Z, the millennials, they are looking towards and supporting companies that are green. Right. So whether you like it or not, that's the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I sit here. As a yeah. younger person, <laughs> yeah. literally, you know, in those generations, literally, I mean, gosh, my day-to-day business is, you know, just me personally is very eco-friendly, very green. Yeah. You know, it's very conscious of, of uh, in my mindset and on a we, daily basis. And if we invest in that, maybe we can bring the R&D into it. And I, it's, that's the other side. And maybe but industrial you know, we parks are, I, like... I we, will
1: say we are doing R&D in that. You know, yeah. Caterpillar has... 3,000 engineers up in Mossville, just you know, a couple of miles north of here, mm-hmm. uh, that are working on the electrification of of Caterpillar machinery. Komatsu has uh, a, uh, an engineering division here in Peoria that is working on the electric because yeah. of their customers are demanding, yeah. um, a, a, you know, electrified. Mining trucks, electrified dump uh, bulldozers, and so we're already doing the R and D here. Or rechargeable uh,
0: yeah. batteries,
1: uh, or autonomous whatever. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously involved in the autonomy of cars. But mm-hmm. almost always, those are electric cars. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're we're doing the R and D here. So how do we get more of that? And that would be what's really exciting. It's Chris Setti,
0: the EDC. Thanks for coming in, and enjoy your chocolate. I will enjoy the my Greg and chocolate Dan special. Made it in on a cold day, chocolate.